Hello, today is Tuesday, June 4th. This is a new daily perspective in North Carolina politics, a quick 10 or 15 minute look at the news in North Carolina, what's driving the conversations. So today, uh, Thomas is here with me again, and we are going to talk about this newly released Emerson poll about 2020 in North Carolina. So Thomas, I know you just finished writing a blog post about this if you want to outline what you've seen in this poll. Right. Well, let me, you know, first let me give a caveat. I don't know the quality of the Emerson uh, College poll. So, you know, all polls uh, have some error in them. And um, this could be a good poll. It could be a, it could be a, a bad poll. But for Democrats, it should be giving them a lot of happy, happy talk. Uh, it, it broadly shows support for Democrats across North Carolina. Trump is losing to Biden by 11 points. He's losing to Sanders by 8 points. He's even losing to Mayor Pete by 4 points. And then Cooper's beating Dan Forrest by 15 points and has a majority of support at 52%. Um, Erica Smith, who is a state senator from Eastern North Carolina who's declared she's running against Tom Tillis, is beating Tom Tillis by 7%. So what you've got here is you're seeing a rejection of Republicans and embrace of Democrats uh, that's, that's pretty widespread. Now, we're a long way away from uh, the 2020 elections, but you know these are pretty devastating numbers. And even if the poll's not that great, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine them being that far off either. A lot will change. Nobody knows much about Erica Smith. Nobody knows that much about Dan Forrest. They're going to really lay it on Roy Cooper to try to drive his negatives up. Um, but the broader picture in this, this poll is that Donald Trump is not a popular guy here. He's underwater by about 11 points. Uh, I think it was 52% disapprove as opposed to 41% who approve. Um, and he's losing to all these Democrats. And I, and I suspect the only reason he's losing, he's, he's beating some of the lesser known people is because they're lesser known people. If people knew more about uh, uh, Kamala Harris, they'd probably be supporting her over Trump. If they knew more about a handful of these other candidates, they'd all be beating Trump. So it, it's, a, it's a bad poll for Republicans, and it's a very good poll for Democrats. Do you do you read into some of the results? I know you jumped into the cross tabs a little bit, and I was perusing it some myself. I saw for Tom Tillis that uh, maybe fifty nine percent of Republicans said they would support him, which kind of tracks with that uh, morning consult poll and another poll. Yep. I can't remember who it says he only sort of has about half of his own party saying they'd back him. And I saw for Erica Smith, it was two thirds of Democrats. So. In that regard, do you think that just shows Democrats are pretty lined up for whoever runs against Tom Tillis and the Republicans can't really consolidate yet? I think that's right. I, I think um, Tillis is going to have a problem. I think Republicans, the, the one thing that, that this poll shows is there's going to be an, they're going to have an enthusiasm problem a little bit. Uh, if, if that many people are not happy with Tillis um, and, you know, Trump's numbers are down like that. That, that's not a good sign uh, for Republicans. So, um, you know, it, it, I, I don't believe enough people know Erica Smith to really be 
uh, gravitating behind her. They're gravitating behind anybody who's not Tom Tillis. And, and that probably, I did not get down to that cross tab, but I'm wondering about, I'm, I'm assuming the, the independence must be breaking for her too at this point, um, which again is, is not really breaking for her. It's breaking against uh, Tom um, Tillis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's a question. How do you think the primary on the Republican side in the Senate will shake out since there won't be, uh, since Trump is, you know, presumptively going to be the nominee? Does that affect the type of people that come out to vote in that primary next year? I I definitely think it does. I mean, um, you know, they they were telling me and some Republican friends were saying that in the primary and and uh, 2016, they saw Republicans come vote who hadn't seen the inside of a voting booth in over a decade. So those people aren't going to come out if Trump's not on the ballot. So it, it could really, you'll see a, a, a depressed kind of, you know, pro hardcore pro Trump crowd in those polls. Um, you, we get back to more traditional, uh, Republicans, conservative Republicans voting. And since Tom Tillis doesn't have much credentials for anything, he said, I think he's in trouble. I mean, I think, I think uh, whoever's in that primary is going to give him a run for his money. Well, I'll tell you, since I have it pulled up uh, in front of me in this poll regarding the Senate, 32% of unaffiliateds said Tillis, 28% said Erica Smith, and then 47% were still unsure. Right. So I wonder also with numbers like this for Tillis, do you think that pushes the primary opponents and possibly uh, a Mark Walker who hasn't jumped in yet or still could? Does that push them toward jumping in more? Or do you think that for Republicans, they might have concern that a nasty primary makes a Republican harder to elect next November? I don't think they're thinking like that. I, I think they... You know, I, I, at this point, given Tillis's numbers, I'd be kind of surprised if somebody didn't jump in. Um, you know, I, like I said, the, the Garland Tucker's not well known. Um, and, you know, he's got kind of an iffy conservative. I mean, he's, he's a hardcore conservative, but he doesn't have a whole lot of Trumpist support, I don't think. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but it, it seems to me, if, if, if I were Mark Walker and I had any ambitions, I'd be jumping in that race. Well, speaking of um, Tucker, I, I know the other day there was an invite that was on Twitter that had been released for a, a fundraiser he's having at the Carolina Country Club with a bunch of former Tillis donors, some big names in Republican circles. But I also noticed something in the article from the NNO that was different than what I had read previously. Now, when he jumped in, he said he would spend maybe a million of his own dollars. But Carter Wren, who is his uh, consultant, said he had millions of dollars to spend. So that that sounded like a bit of a change, at least in, in what I've seen publicly, that maybe he's willing to spend a lot more money than he had previously said. And I would guess that poll numbers like this suggest that he might have room to really do some damage against Tillis in the primary. I think so. And yeah. And if, and if he's got numbers to match it, you know, in politics, money begets money. So, uh, you know, you, 
not only if he's putting his own money in, not only will he be able to kind of match Tillis head to head, he's probably going to attract some third party interest groups into the race too. Well, there was another poll that came out yesterday just briefly with the um, Dan McCready's race. And I've seen two polls and they're basically still showing a toss up. Do you think that race is going to um, heat up over the summer? I know he's going to uh, be running some ads, but do you see that race changing any um, since the last time we sort of talked about it or is it still just a dead heat? I mean, I think that poll, that race is going to be a dead heat till the very end, and it really is going to come down to who shows up. Uh, I, I got to believe that the Democratic, uh, the DCCC, is going to put serious money into their ground effort down there. I mean, what what better way to go down there and test their uh, their get out the vote operations than to go into a special like that and 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 try to really adjust the electorate to to favor McCready? So, you know, it, it's. I wouldn't want to put money on that race one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, last question here, since we're going to keep these short. Do you think this is a big hypothetical after that McCready Bishop race? Do you think that if the Democrat wins that race, that it would fire up the Republicans who might have not been taking things as seriously? Or do you think there's a lot of data points such as this poll from Emerson that should wake them up and say, hey, look, this this is going to be a really uphill battle next year, even though they've done very well statewide in the past decade or so. Uh, you're not going to I don't I don't think a special congressional election is going to really change any mindsets. I mean, it's a, it'll be a year later. Folks just don't have that type of memory. You know, they're, they're by, by um, the fall of 2020. They're going to forget they had a special election in 2019. So. Uh, I don't, I don't think it'll have much impact on the general. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for dropping by here in a minute. Hopefully we can get one, uh, get back tomorrow and, and see what's in the news. Um, thank you for coming. And thanks to everyone who took the time to listen today. Hope to update you more often, more frequently with these sorts of podcasts. Thomas, thanks. Thank you.